The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Ed of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact, teeny tiny. And they're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code CESCA at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yellowstone, established through an act signed by Ulysses S. Grant, was the nation's first national park, March 1st, 1872. It's getting late, sir. I was wondering, are we through for the evening? Well, we're through with work, Josh, but this part's fun. I'm a national park buff, Josh. I'm sorry, sir? I say I'm a national park buff. I'll bet you didn't know that about me. Well, I, I, I didn't know that about you, sir, but I'm certainly not surprised. Why is that? You're quite a nerd, Mr. President. Really? Yes, sir. Is it nerd-like to know that Everglades National Park is the largest remaining subtropical wilderness in the continental United States and has extensive mangrove forests? Just a little bit, yes. There are 54 national parks in this country, Josh. Please tell me you haven't been to all of them. I have been to all of them. I should show you my slide collection. Oh, would you? Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, Badlands, Capitol Reef, Acadia, which is so often overlooked. You should... Certainly feel free to keep talking, but I need to go home so that I can be back in my office in four hours. Dry Tortugas, Petrified Forest, North Cascades, Joshua Tree, Shenandoah National Park, right here in Virginia. We should organize a staff field trip to Shenandoah. I could even act as the guide. What do you think? Good a place as any to dump your body. What was that? Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob. Donald Trump gave an interview to the Associated Press. And, you know, I thought, I thought we just need to start talking about that. Because it says everything you need to know about Donald Trump. It's just, it's a nice little stroll through the uh, Hieronymus Bosch hellscape of Donald Trump's brain. <laughs> oh, by the way, hi, it's Bob. And Kimberly Johnson's here, too. Hi. Hi. Oh, you also get a guest fanfare, but all right. <laughs> but you know, we have to just jump right into this goddamn uh, Associated Press interview with Donald Trump. This is the most insane thing I've ever read Donald Trump actually saying in print, and that says a lot because he said a lot of insane things. Have you had a chance to look through this? No. Oh my God, the transcript of this thing is absolute madness. And the thing that jumped out to me and a lot of other people. 
was the fact that so much of it had to be kind of redacted and put into parentheses to say unintelligible. Oh my god. The, it's it's all over the place. Ugh. The whole thing is unintelligible. It's I mean I, I I didn't count. I should have counted the number of times unintelligible appears in the interview with Bill O'Reilly or not Bill O'Reilly, but <laughs> but Donald Trump and uh, and the Associated Press. You know, and by the way, Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump are like the same guy. They're like peas and carrots. <laughs> They're like the exact same person. Uh, but I wanted to dive in right away with this thing just because it's so ridiculous. And I'm not sure how it's even possible that 98%, 98% of Trump supporters actually don't regret their vote. They're, 98% of Donald Trump voters are still entirely well, confident. I think they will eventually. I don't know. Do you think? Well, some of them, obviously not all of them. Oh my God. I don't think so. Well, some of them already are, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, 98% is really high, and I, I don't know. I, people are fucking stupid. What would need to happen for them to suddenly regret their vote if it's not this or I any don't know. other? I guess they can explain away anything. You know, <sighs> I mean, I keep thinking, you know, I've, I've got a few, um, I guess, ex-friends, people that I knew a really long time ago who I only kept up with on Facebook in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Yeah. And... Uh, a couple of them were women who voted for Trump and and the day after the election I was just so mortified and I asked them you know did you vote for Trump and they got all defensive and one of them was like Hillary lies yeah and so um you know I defriended them and it's not like they were my best friends or anything I just I just like god damn it and I everything that I see coming up like with mm. North Korea or whatever I feel like emailing them and going you know, are you happy now? But I, I'm, I'm never going to do that. But but it just like occurs to me because I feel like, what is it going to take for these people to see? I don't know. Well, the worst thing for me, at least, when I observe these polls and then compare them to the results of the election is when fewer people support him in the polls than voted for him in the election. Yeah. Which case, I, I look at the difference. I look at the difference between those two numbers and I go, you goddamn morons. You you idiots, we were warning you all along, and now you're changing your mind? Now you've decided to come to, into the light about this guy? Well, I mean, I'd rather them come in eventually than never. I guess so. Still. I, I mean, guess so. I mean, it's too late. It just drives me nuts. I know. <laughs> I know. Here's, here's the first big quote from this AP interview. This is where Donald Trump's talking about Syria. And getting the number of missiles fired, like the, the number of missiles that were launched, the Tomahawks, the cruise missiles uh, uh, launched at that airbase, the Al-Sharad airbase, he got the number entirely wrong, which is entirely in keeping with what Donald Trump does. Here, here's what he says. Number one, there's great responsibility. See, I almost got to lapse into the Donald Trump voice. When it came time to, as an example, send out the 59 missiles, you know, send them out which is usually what people say when they're talking about missile strikes. Yeah, we sent out some <laughs> missiles. <sighs> the tomahawks in Syria, he clarifies. I'm saying to myself, quote, you know, this is more... He didn't say quote, but he just said, I'm saying to myself, you know, this is more than just like 79 missiles. No, it's actually less than 79 missiles. It's 59 missiles. That's 20 less, 20 fewer missiles. <laughs> Not 79 <sighs> missiles. Ugh. And then he continues by saying, this is death that's involved because people could have been killed. Well, you know what? People were killed. Yeah. At least according to Syrian state media, right. there were, I think, nine civilians killed, including four children. It's either nine or seven, and four of them were children. 
So, by the way, it is Syrian state media, so that's kind of unconfirmed by the U.S. government. So we we don't. I'm just putting that out there as a possible uh, casualty rate for what happened at that uh, at that airbase. But he continues by saying, "This is risk that's involved because if the missile, if the missile goes off and goes in a city or goes in a civilian area, if it just goes there." You know, he said, you know, the boats were hundreds of miles away. This is Donald Trump being amazed by things that everyone else knows and has known for decades. Yes, we launch missiles from miles away. This is something that we've been doing since the goddamn Gulf War in 1990, whatever it was. 1991. It's all new to orange face. It's it's all new to this guy. Everything is brand new. The phones. You should see the phones in the White House. Amazing. You push in numbers. You talk to a person on the other end. It's amazing technology. Oh, my God. I wonder if the staff has learned how to use the light switches yet. <laughs> Good question. You know what? We need to follow up on that. Where's Muggsy? Where's Robert Costa? Robert Costa's got his own show, Mr. by the way. Glaze don't, he does? Did, did you see? Yes. From He's on. Uh, he's the host of uh, Shoot. It's on uh, It's on PBS. What's the name of that goddamn show? Well. He, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's the host of PBS's Washington Week. Aw. Robert little Costa. Muggsy. Take it over for Gwen Eiffel. Little Muggsy. Robert Costa. Little, little Glazed Donut Face. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is. One of these days, by he, the, by he the might of, know that I say that about him. But, well, but by it's a, with love. But by eleven o'clock p.m. in the evening, when I he's know. on, when he's on with Brian Williams, that he's, he's he's been working really hard all day, and, grizzly you know, and sweaty and unshaven. And, and you and give him props for that. He's been out. He works his butt off, beating the pavement. He works his Muggsy butt off. Yeah, that's right. Poor, poor Muggsy running <laughs> up and down in Pennsylvania. I just Avenue. really like him a lot. Yeah. I think he's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's great. Great reporter. Um, so. Nevertheless, uh, Trump continued on here. Where's where's my script here? Oh, here we go. You know, the boats were hundreds of miles away. You know that, <laughs> in case you didn't know. And if this missile goes off and lands in the middle of a town or a hamlet, <laughs> a hamlet, it goes off and lands in the middle of a town or a hamlet. You know, all of those hamlets in Syria. <laughs> Every that he goes on to say, <laughs> that's right. He meowed. Every decision <laughs> is much harder than you'd normally make. Unintelligible. God only knows what the unintelligible part was. This is involving death and life and so many things. So it's far more responsibility. Unintelligible. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's like they transcribed an Ozzy Osbourne interview. Basically, I know. <laughs> it's like Ozzy Osbourne talking. Well, Ozzy Osbourne or Sarah Palin. <laughs> that's basically that's my Aussie impression thank you very much the financial cost of everything is so massive every agency no it's not every agency uh, not every agency is involved in the Syrian airstrike no then he continues saying this is thousands of times bigger the United States than the biggest company in the world uh oh the second largest company in the world is the Defense Department. Did you know that, Kimberly Johnson? Did wow. you know the Defense Department is the second largest company in the world? I did not know that. I had no idea. <laughs> the th- it's not a company. It's not none of this. What? It's a company. The United States is a company. So is the it Defense is to Department. him. The third largest company in the world is Social Security. Did you know that too? The, the- <laughs> Jesus Christ. The third largest company in the world is Social Did Security. Did he say that? Yes. This is Donald Trump talking here to the Associated Press. <laughs> Not fake news. The fourth largest, you know, you go down the list. 
president of the United States. Oh my god. Oh my god. And we haven't Thankfully even... you can laugh. I just I just want to dig a hole and crawl in it and die. I know. You are totally just this. <laughs> I mean, last night we're watching uh, MSNBC and you're like, oh my god, everything's gone straight to hell near like North Korea. Well, the North Korea thing scares the out of me it was the first thing i thought of when when he was qu- in, in air quotes elected yeah um it was the first thing i said that i was concerned about i mean obviously there's a whole lot of other things to be concerned but that fucking north korea scares the shit out of me oh, i know well i mean nuclear war yeah that's one of those things that tends to scare the shit out of people uh not surprised at all no, and we haven't even gotten to the NATO part of this uh, Associated oh Press God. thing. It gets better, ladies and gentlemen. But he continued on, talked about NATO. Was asked about NATO by the Associated Press. Here's what he said: They had a quote from me that NATO's obsolete, but they didn't say why it was obsolete. I was on Wolf Blitzer. They didn't say why it was obsolete because it's not obsolete. That's why they didn't say it was obsolete. Uh, continuing here, but they didn't say why it was obsolete. I was on Wolf Blitzer. Very fair interview. The first, very fair, very powerful. <laughs> the first time I was ever asked about NATO because I wasn't in government. This is, I guess he's remembering back to when he was asked about NATO by Wolf Blitzer. People don't go around asking about NATO if I'm building a building in Manhattan, right? <laughs> so they asked me, Wolf, Wolf asked me about NATO. And I said two things. NATO's obsolete. Not knowing much about NATO. Now I know a lot about NATO. NATO is... uh, Then he he interrupts himself. Says NATO is obsolete. And I said, and the reason it's obsolete is because of the fact they don't focus on terrorism. You know, back when they did NATO... There was no such thing as terrorism. When are we going to invoke the 25th Amendment? <laughs> Who said it? There's, someone wrote on Twitter. A bunch, in fact, I bet a bunch of people wrote this on Twitter that uh, this is basically all you need as evidence yes. to invoke the 25th Absolutely. Amendment. Absolutely. This transcript of this AP interview. You know, back when they did NATO, there was no such thing as terrorism. This is not even vaguely true. This is not even... And Republicans will defend him. Not even partly true. How can they defend him? I don't know how they... I don't know how anyone defends him. And, you know, they were showing uh, clips, what was it, on John Oliver, of people on CNN yeah. and MSNBC... <laughs> yeah, that and, was funny. ...and certainly Fox News Channel, all normalizing Donald oh, Trump. That, all that. talking about this as if this is a normal administration. What are we going to do next? And what's Trump right. thinking? No, we're not seeing it anymore other than in a few pockets on MSNBC. We're not seeing cable news reporting on how truly abnormal this guy is. It's... They're all sinking into that normalcy with I just Donald want to go Trump. Back. I said that was funny because I thought you were going to bring something else up. So no, I didn't think normalizing Trump was funny. Well, what was the what was the thing that you I, thought the, it was the thing bring where up? they were all talking over each other? Oh my god, that, that was, was so funny. I thought you were going to bring that up somehow. But anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, first... yeah, they're normalizing this, and um, you know, I, I I think that there's okay aside from the war conversation, I think there, you know, it is normal now. This is yeah. our normal, but because it's our normal, I don't think we should make it like normalize it yeah. i think we need to as the normal continue to point out that it isn't normal but it is because it's what we deal with every single day that's right but the this whole thing that's the way he is uh 
I don't even. I'm at a loss. <laughs> I just I feel like, like oh my god, how how can we like. normalize this uh, rhetoric? The, what this interview with ape? I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. I'm at a loss. Yeah, he just he has no business being out there. No, just no, no business. business. No business. No business. No business. Uh, we need to talk about food and Blue Apron here in a second, but there's a, there's another quote here where, of course, then he goes off about his ratings, talks about his ratings, gets them entirely wrong, lies about his ratings. And you know what? This is only, these are only three small pieces of a broader interview in which he said multiple things that are just as dumb as saying, you know, back when they did NATO and there was no such thing as ter- terrorism has existed since the beginning of human civilization. It's just something people who are pissed off do. This is what they do. And by the way, it's created NATO, formed NATO authorize the NATO alliance, whatever you want to say, they didn't do NATO. <laughs> this Again, the, fine, fine and dandy if you're sitting at the end of the bar and Fox News is on the TV above the bar and you're a cranky old man and you need to bitch and whine about NATO. Fine, they did NATO. But you're the goddamn president of the United States. You don't talk like this. This is just dumb, 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 dumb. Okay, we got to talk about food. It's like, oh my god! All I, you know, and I'm laughing a lot because it's better than crying. Well, I cry. <laughs> I just cry. I know. I don't blame you. I don't blame you in the slightest. Uh, okay. Here's what uh, here's what we're gonna have for dinner tonight. You want to know what we're having for dinner? What are we having? Paninis with baby broccoli and arugula salad with hard boiled eggs. Mm. I love Blue Apron. Blue Apron is my favorite way to cook. Uh, it gives us new variety every time we want some variety in our food, and if we want variety in our meals, that's easy to prepare. All we got to do is wait for Blue Apron to show up at our doorstep. When I sit down for dinner, I want food that's healthy and fresh. But who can afford to eat at a restaurant every night? Huh? Or shop at high-priced stores to get fresh natural ingredients. Huh? I've shopped in those stores. You've shopped in those stores, Kimberly. Yes. And wound up wasting so much food, so much uh, so much money in those stores. But that's why I like Blue Apron, America's number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service. Blue Apron sends exactly what I need in exactly the right amounts and an easy recipe right to my door. Blue Apron has partnered with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. Their seafood is certified sustainably sourced. The beef, chicken, and pork are raised responsibly, and the produce comes from regenerative farms. All right, here's what else is on the menu. Sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Yum. Yum. Num, num, num. Or the pizza with fresh spinach and mozzarella, olives, and bell pepper. Parmesan-crusted chicken with roasted broccoli and creamy fettuccine. You want to order this stuff now. Try to get those meals at a restaurant or especially grocer for under 10 bucks a person. Blue Apron has something for everyone because you can customize your preferences and the new recipes just keep coming so you never get bored. In fact, you get excited. It makes cooking fun. Affordable but elegant, top quality meals uh, you easily can make yourself with fresh ingredients brought to you by Blue Apron. There's no weekly commitment. Stop and start as you please. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free. They even pay the shipping because you listen to this show. Go to blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. It feels good to make incredible, affordable, home-cooked meals uh, when the food is uh, food and recipes come from Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook, huh? The Bob Seska Show. 
Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. F you. What? <laughs> Lindsey Graham telling us to F off. Here, after a while. <laughs> All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us. Kimberly A. Johnson is here today. Hello. I forgot to mention at the top of the show. These are things that I normally do, but I just was so blown away by uh, Donald Trump's Associated Press interview that I forgot to mention. Today's show is brought to you by uh, the Bowen Law Group and Attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you want free legal advice, head over to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez, or just click the link on the podcast page. As always, by the way, we're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Okay, back to this goddamn Associated Press interview. Uh, One last quote I want to talk about. Uh, with regard to this horrible, horrible thing that isn't getting nearly enough press. See, this is why ignoring the the rank stupidity in this is, in fact, normalizing Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. The fact that this wasn't all over the news yesterday. And I don't... Well, it's because North Korea was. Yeah, North Korea was. Obviously, there were lots of things. There's so many things to report on. They just get lost. But you're right. This is something that should be uh, number one. All right. So here's what uh, the Associated Press asked Donald Trump, uh, one of the many questions. And that's one of the difficulties, the AP uh, reporter said. I think presidents have had is that you have these personal relationships with people from the other party. But then it's hard to actually change how people vote or change how people... And then Trump jumps in. No, I have. It's interesting. I have. I seem to get very high ratings. I definitely. You know. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? You know, here's something Chez used to do when he would read Donald Trump quotes. Just he would do it as one continuous long sentence. Because it kind of is. It's one continuous long train of thought. So here's Donald Trump. As it is, I'm not going to pause. This is the entire quote. No, I have. It's interesting. I have seemed to get very high ratings. I definitely. You know, Chris Wallace had 9.2 million people. It's the highest in the history of the show. I have all the ratings for all those morning shows. When I go, they go double, triple. Chris Wallace looked back during the Army-Navy football game. I did his show that morning. It had 9.2 million people. It's the highest they've ever had. Oh, on any on-air, CBS News Face the Nation host John Dickerson had 5.2 million people. It's the highest for Face Face the Nation, or as I call it, Deface the Nation. It's the highest for Deface the Nation since the World Trade Center. Since the World Trade Center came down. It's a tremendous advantage. (sighs) Did you catch all of that? Yeah, well, but it's like Sarah Palin. You know, when she says it, you, you kind of get the gist of what she's talking about because of her pauses and everything. But it doesn't matter because what she says is f***ing word salad like this. Yeah, I mean, it's the most horrendous word salad since Sarah Palin had that broken prompter speech back yeah. in 2015, was it? Where she, uh, oh, what did she say? What was part that of was that awful. thing? It was this. Right wing and bitter clinging proud clingers. <laughs> it was that speech. Loon. Right wing and bitter clinging proud clingers. Right wing and bitter clinging proud clingers. <laughs> I said, are you, what were you talking about the other day? Forming a Bob Seska show softball team and calling it the <laughs> proud clingers. <laughs> be so fun that'd be so fun the, the proud clingers softball team yeah we can get barry's bail bonds to sponsor. <laughs> right wing and bitter clinging proud clingers that's right so okay a few things here it wasn't 9.2 million people the number of people who listened to uh the chris wallace interview with donald trump that time it was 2.3 million <laughs> it was 2.3 million <laughs> he was way way off Way, As he way usually off. is about everything. <laughs> it's 2.3 million. Donald Trump's remembering 9.2 million. 
was 9.2. You know what? We had better ratings, better poll numbers than the World Trade Center's coming down. <laughs> well, he actually, you know what? I'm, I'm joking, but he actually said that. It's the highest. Oh, he said the Face the Nation ratings were the highest ratings since the World Trade Center came down. So basically, Donald Trump say, you know, I'm the most popular thing since the worst terrorist attack. <laughs> no, nobody's more popular than Donald Trump, except for maybe when the terrorists b- destroyed two giant buildings in Manhattan and killed 3000 people. But other than that, I'm the most popular guy. Oh, my God. This is so bad, 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 bad. Can you imagine if uh, Barack Obama said that? Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. Can you imagine if any of them said anything that he says? Anything. I mean, it's just he. Barack Obama would have been impeached so fast. Yeah. So fast. Impeached, convicted, tossed into jail. Maybe they would have actually done the thing like in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where they bring in an actual rail and then they tie Barack Obama to the rail and literally ride him out of the room on a rail. Yeah. That's what that's or what Hillary. they would have done. Or, or Hillary. Or Hillary Clinton, for that matter. Either one of them. Any Democrat in particular that would have said, you know what, I'm the most popular thing since 9-11. <laughs> Anyone who would have said that would have been destroyed. And but they'll, Donald they'll Trump... defend him. Not even... All we got now, it's just... It's crickets chirping. Donald yeah. Trump says something about 9-11, and it's nothing but silence. Dead silence. No one says a goddamn thing. That's something that's. Uh, I think we need to seriously talk about this as part of the debate, that Donald Trump is just continuing to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. And now the press, I, at least in terms of the cable news press, and I always try to make that distinction because, I mean, the Associated Press published this entire transcript. Yeah. The Associated Press print news service isn't normalizing Donald Trump. They were the ones, threw in all those unintelligibles. They're doing their job. Mm -hmm. Whatever the hell is happening on MSNBC and CNN where they should know better, none of that is happening. None of it is happening right now, except again on... Well, I guess the good news is that um, the viewership on those stations or cable networks are, you know, primarily um, older, you know, viewers, Mm -hmm. as opposed to younger viewers uh, who are pretty much following the internet. I don't know if they've follow this story perhaps but there's at least that i don't know know. i'm just reaching reaching for anything (laughs) all right well continuing on here um one thing i wanted to mention apart from this uh horrendous ap uh interview well specifically with regard to trump and the trump family uh, uh dynasty here is uh this is one of those things that, again, I don't believe gets to enough airtime. It doesn't get discussed enough. And that is the fact that I think both of Trump's boys, not, not including Barron, uh, but the, the two older boys, mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr., douchebag uh, with his horrendous T-shirt, and, uh, and the other one, Eric Trump. <laughs> Eric Trump, who lost the genetic lottery somehow, <laughs> uh, they're sociopaths. Yeah, they are. And and you know what? I really try not to go after the kids, but the kids are so ensconced. Well, no, in his, they're in it. So uh, if they're, they're in, in it, it they're, they're yeah. free. You can go after them. Oh, yeah. Well, in the case of Donald Trump Jr. this past weekend, uh, the news came out that he had decided to fly off to Montana to go around and, and kill and, and torture defenseless animals for fun. And that would be uh, prairie dogs this time. He was out in Montana shooting prairie dogs. For some reason, 
I don't know why. There's no sport there. They're sitting ducks. They because can't. They're psycho- he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. He's a, he's absolutely a sociopath. People who kill. I mean, isn't that was the thing? I always thought, even going back to you know hearing about even. 30 years ago reading about serial killers and don't serial killers always start out by torturing and and killing animals yes in fact my mother uh wrote she likes to write thrillers and i remember giving her that you know uh suggestion when she was doing a book about a serial killer and kind of including that in there about you know it's awful but that's what serial killers tend to do yeah well i mean even in the show dexter Right. Uh, Dexter started out killing animals, and then his dad comes up to say, "I've been noticing all those dead animals. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we should talk about this. I, I, I'm getting a sense here, and I'm just profiling, just spitballing. But maybe you're a serial killer, so maybe we should come up with some way to either control that, or we got to get you into an institution. I need to call the <laughs> law yeah. for law enforcement officials here on you because, yeah, serial killers are bad. So, uh, but nevertheless, Donald Trump Jr. goes out and. And, uh, you know, we've seen all the pictures of him hunting uh, exotic animals in Africa. And for some reason, like the most horrendous person I've ever seen, sawing the tail off of a dead elephant and holding it up like a trophy. And then he goes out and he's shooting prairie dogs. Pregnant ones. Pregnant ones. Yeah, pregnant ones. Pregnant ones. That was one of the purposes of the prairie dog hunt, to get the pregnant ones. This is the son of the president of the United States killing prairie dogs because he thinks it's fun. There's no, there's no, they're not, he's not eating the prairie dogs. No, it's just sport. Yeah. It's just because he wants to feel, uh, like a big fucking man. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be using the F word. Well, well, that's what, that's what bleeps are for. Uh, now several Montana media outlets, this is from raw story, have reported that businessman Greg Gianforte, Republican nominee for Montana's house seat in the 2017 special election announced he would take Donald Trump jr. On a hunting excursion this past weekend to shoot black tailed prairie dogs in Montana. For prairie dogs, March through June is peak breeding season, which means pregnant adult females will also be at risk. This is particularly troubling because black-tailed prairie dogs have an average of fewer than three pups per year. This is (laughs) Donald Trump Jr. going out and killing pregnant females. They're the prairie dogs, but isn't that metaphorical for something? (laughs) I think it is. All right. Well, maybe we'll take some calls. We got to take another break. Come back and we we'll take a... We need some fun uh, calls. Yeah, I know. We need something <laughs> fun right after these words. Hello, it's Bob to tell you about our Patreon page. You might be asking yourself, what the hell is a Patreon page? It's a website where you can help support our podcast by donating money to the show. You can sign up for $1, $5, $10, or $15 per month. Or if you're filthy rich, you can sign up for more. In exchange, we'll bring you exclusive Patreon-only content like our post-mortem shows, memberships to the After Party, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of our free show. And if we reach our crowdfunding goal, we'll bring you new shows every weekday. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. 
shove Bob Seska into your pants and haul him around with you wherever you go. F you. Subscribe to the Bob Seska Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Yep, and the uh, second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSeska.com Amazon link. If you want to go shopping at Amazon.com, and everyone does. Who doesn't want to go shopping at Amazon.com? It's all right there. They've got everything. Just go to BobSeska.com, just beneath the logo, in all capital letters, you'll see a link that says Amazon link. Click that link. It takes you to the front page. It's really not that complicated. It sounds complicated, but it's not complicated. You go there and you do a bunch of shopping. You support the show because we get a small commission from everything you buy. Uh, and it costs you nothing extra. So go there. And also, there's a uh, uh, you can get a uh, free trial for Amazon Prime, right? And then uh, get free shipping and all kinds of good stuff there, too. So go to uh, bobseska.com, click the Amazon link, and go shopping. Thank you in advance and for that. Bookmark it. Yeah, bookmark it, please. And if you're a small business, get all of your uh, your resources, all of your uh, your goods and, and, and other items through the Amazon link as well. Thank you for doing that. And we are a little behind. We're a little behind. Rut row. A little behind our quota this month. So get shopping. There's only, uh, what, five, six days left in the month. And we need uh, we need more people to go shopping. So go do that now. Okay. He's so bossy. I know. I know. Well, yeah, I have to. Be, I have to be. Go, sh- go, go shopping. It's, go it's really, shopping. really, really hard. I know, I know everybody hates shopping. All hmm. right. Let's go to the phones and we'll talk to area code 805. Hello. Hello, Bob. It's, it's Jason from Simi Valley. Hello. Hello Bob. How are you guys doing today? I hope well. <laughs> good, good. As good as we can be. Uh, a few things. Number one, I think Kimberly's a wonderful addition to the show. I think she gets a good energy. Yep, I agree. And I'm glad to hear her. Thank yep. you. Number two, more to the point, when you did the after uh, the after party on Friday, yeah, I did like the fact you got away from politics when in the movies and TV. I enjoy that part when we get a little break on that, so I hope you get a chance to do that more. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. You know what? That's actually kind of a good idea because uh, maybe the after party is a, is a good time to uh, break away from politics. As as tempting as it is to dive into whatever uh, disastrous thing Trump has said lately, uh, we need to take a break from it sometimes. And I think that was uh, yeah. Well, I think and right. I think lately it's it's like it, we've entered this outer limits of the twilight zone with him. And God knows where we're going to end up. But I just want to say that having you and whomever is co-hosting with you uh, every week, whether it be Kimberly or you get some other people in, I, I'm still I'm still hoping you 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 actually raid um, the, the the from the bunker podcast. I'd love to see the Nick from over there and you have a hour together. That would be incredibly entertaining. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to get both of them on. Okay. I, I just want to say that the only thing I miss from the show, which I understand is tough, is you did some of the most brilliant comedy bits. I still, to this day, I die every time you do uh, uh, skeet shooting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lindsey Lindsay Graham's uh, skeet shooting. Uh, what was this? I, I got to even forget my own bit. That one's a good one. And also, I've got to say... Mm-hmm. As my uh, Dan Bedanti, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whenever I hear a Dan Bedanti bit, I always smile. Yeah, I know. It's uh... but he was really he was really nice to you know when Chez passed away. Oh, I know he was. I that I thought that was showed that there was a genuine human right. being there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I I just want to say, look, as, a, as someone I pay every month. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I, I, I just want to say, I know you're sitting there in the room together and you, you know, you get emails and such, but I'd say doing the phone in thing, I think is good. And I'm so happy. 
And I just want you to keep the politics stuff. I mean, with Trump and his gang of deplorables, and I love that in the opening. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. I think that's that's great. Uh, the only thing is, I ask is when you do one of the opening bit clips, you know, yeah. to start the show. Mm-hmm. If you could identify it, like you could mention, this is from wherever. Oh, but uh, see, that's part of the that's, no. See, part of the fun is when you hear something and it's not quite familiar, then to go and look out, look it up and find out what it actually is. Uh, one then, bit, can I ask one thing before I leave? Uh, well, of course. Can I get the fanfare? Uh, well, like yeah. The- <laughs> 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 yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Have a good day, Kimberly. Great day to you too. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. There goes Jason in, in Simi Valley. I just, you know what? Damn it! I forgot to ask Jason what I should have for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, here's what he was. Here's the thing he was talking about. Uh, Lindsey Gra- <laughs> Lindsey Graham's uh, skeet thing. Howdy, y'all. My name's Lindsey Graham, and I'm not just the U.S. Senator and conservative Warhawk presidential candidate. I'm also the owner-operator of Lindsey Graham's South Carolina Skeet City, the Palmetto State's finest skeet-shooting facility. Bring your sleek black shotguns down to Lindsey Graham's South Carolina Skeet City and choose from one of our many super skeet-shooting ranges. One of our most famousest ranges is down the hill, just behind our clubhouse. That's right. Have fun shooting skeet all over our lower back area. That's a fun spot. If that's not your bag, step into our climate-controlled indoor range and feel free to shoot your skeet inside us. And stick around afterwards for some of my famous homemade cream pie. You can shoot your skeet as quickly as you want, but if you want to take your time, we've got baseball and episodes of The Golden Girls on our big screen TV all the time to help make your skeet shooting experience last longer. At Lindsey Graham, South Carolina Skeet City, you can learn trick shots from one of our skeet shooting experts. Before you know it, you'll be shooting skeet over your shoulder, between your legs, and while blindfolded and suspended by bungee cords. Ooh, that's sweet. <laughs> Warning, in the summertime, the skeet clay gets kind of soft and melty, so don't get any of our skeet in your eyes or your hair. Shooting skeet makes me feel sleepy afterward. And if you're like me, feel free to take a nap in our Skeet Shooting Slumber Center. And then there's my personal all-time favorite skeet shooting range. It's our patented skeet circle. You and your best skeet shooting chums can stand in a circle and shoot skeet in a bucket. No aiming and everyone's a winner. It's Lindsey Graham, South Carolina Skeet City. To book your day of skeet shooting, call 1-800-SKEET-SKEET and leave off the last T for Moisten Towelette. I like shooting skeet, and so will you. So come on down and shoot skeet at my place, y'all. I guess that, that was it. That was, that was all because uh, Lindsey Graham in an interview said this. Yeah, I like shooting skeet. <laughs> And of course, when yeah, Chez Chez informed me of the uh, double entendre of the uh, <laughs> skeet shooting phrase. Bow to Chez. That's, that's all I will leave you with. Uh, okay, so getting back to some uh, some seriousness here. Um, okay, so Emmanuel Macron. I guess that's how you say his name. He's the guy who won the uh, the the uh, French presidential election round one. Round two. Oh, he, d- he won. Yeah, he won. Oh, okay. Macron won 24% okay. to 21.3%, okay. but that was only round one. Right. They move on to I the, know. The, they could the, get, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know. It's a two-round system. So right. the, the second round is on May 7, and on May 7, that's when it's head-to-head between Macron and crazy Marine Le Pen. Uh, who's I completely forgot about that thing that uh, Matto talked about last night? That thing that happened where mm-hmm. uh, uh, Le Pen's dad went off and started to attack the opponent that she was running against Her and ended up losing opponent. to female opponent. Her dad, Marine Le Pen's dad, beat up. Her opponent in some other race a few years ago. 
on the street at in least front her, of everybody. At least the opponent won. Yeah, and the opponent did end up winning. I forget the opponent's name, but we'll just call her the opponent. <laughs> and uh, but. Now moving into this uh, this runoff election, which is the second round two, it's not technically not a, like a runoff, but I guess I guess I guess that's what you for lack of a better term, it's a runoff. So round two, it's the two top vote getters face to face running against each other. As we all God, know, I hope he wins. As we all know, Russia is doing the same crap with France that they were doing here. Fake news, and uh, then there's still deniers. I posted it on my Facebook page, and somebody, you know, two people. One person wrote, "LOL." It's uneffing believable. I know that people are still in denial of this, and it's happening as we speak. I just don't understand. I mean, I, I, I can't understand, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but you know, there's all those burners out there who absolutely refuse to accept that uh, the the Russian interference had anything to do with Hillary's loss. Okay, fine. I, I understand where they're coming from because they're holding on to yeah. you know the idea that she was so awful. I, I don't agree with them. But I understand that. What I don't understand, though, is just the overall denial of it, at, that it that it's even a thing. Right. It's like, what the f*** is wrong with you people? What do you need to, to, to convince you? There's all this evidence that is... Uh, ob- and, and the FBI is investigating it. Yeah. If there was nothing there... They wouldn't be investigating it. Well, it's not just the the FBI investigation, of course, which is something which is a big deal. Which you know, it's the smoke that's leading us to the fire. But there are there's all of this other reporting that's going on. I mean, to me, as far as the FBI thing goes, I mean, we do have confirmation from James Comey, so that is all locked down. But now we've got an entire just under that we've got this entire slate right. of reporting that's been happening yeah. over the last almost a year now coming up in June July it'll be a year of this Russia story and this is all peer reviewed open yeah. source reporting where reporters are corroborating what other reporters from other news outlets are saying with their own reporting this isn't something where, okay, the New York Times reports that there was collude. Mike Flynn met with so-and-so, and then Carter Page did this and that. And, and then some other publication goes, no, wait, no, what the New York Times reported was not exactly accurate. And there's a lot of butting of heads and mm-hmm. reporters getting it wrong. None of that is actually happening. No other publications are disproving what the other publications have have published about this. So that leads me to believe that this is... This is entirely legitimate. And then what we're seeing now is the next iteration of it happening in France, in Mm -hmm. Germany. I think it's even happening in Denmark, for God's sake. It happened in England with Brexit. This is this is something that Russia is engaged in. This is Russia. And then there's also the people who say, well, we've done it before. So like, oh, it's okay, And it's our turn now. Right. It's not okay. Just because we've done it before doesn't mean it's okay when it happens to us. That's not a logical conclusion to draw. That's just that's stupid uh, contrarianism. Mm -hmm. If nothing else. And so what we're seeing in Russia with uh, Macron versus... I think it's Macron. (laughs) Francophiles are going to yell at me. Uh, Macron uh, and, and Le Pen... Um, Macron is now subject to this whole slot, onslaught of disinformation. Yeah. Uh, there's also hacking going on. The same MO that Russian intelligence used uh, in the uh, Hillary Trump or Hillary Bernie, the whole, even during the Republican uh, uh, primaries, all of that is happening entirely again. Mm-hmm. And yet people are still going, dab, dab, dab. That's what they're, they're literally going, dab, dab, dab. <laughs> it seems like they are. It might That's as well the just. <laughs> That's why I feel so depressed. Bad. 
I know. Me too. Okay, <laughs> uh, another break. We're going to come back. War show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! <laughs> this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to the show today. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for supporting the show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Ah, lots of stuff still to talk about. Whatever we don't get to uh, here in, during the free show, we'll talk about during the post-mortem show. Coming up right after this. We keep talking after the uh, after the credits roll. We just keep talking, and, and all of that is made available to our Patreon subscribers for just five bucks a month. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings along to you. Okay, uh, let's see. What do we what do we do this? Why don't we take uh, another call? What do you think, Kimberly? Yes, I was just going to say, let's do more calls. You can call the Bob Seska Show. Yes. at seven zero seven three one seven sixty sixty. An explosion at the end always cracks me up. All right, let's go to uh, my old stomping grounds in Hawaii, for God's sake, area code 808. Hello, Hawaii. Can you hear me? I can hear can you. you. Uh, yes, I can hear you. Okay, it's Sherry from... Oh, Korea. hi, Sherry. Hey. Oh, nervous. A couple things. Uh, <laughs> just what you guys were talking about, how people were, uh, a lot of people, the Bernie Bros and all that, uh, not believing in the Russia thing. Yeah. They're just never going to believe it. They're going to believe... They're on the same par as the Alex Jones followers. I think so. I think that, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. and then and then back, the Alex Jones uh, subject of the custody battle I wanted to talk about last week, but then my epiphany happened today. Um, <laughs> he has custody of the kids, and as far as we could tell, he's a men's rights activist yeah. You know, yeah. kind of person. He's... And having a father that is the same way, mm-hmm. I can tell you that he probably has vilified the, his ex-wife and their mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sure. whatever reaction those kids have is based on how he has poisoned their mind. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, and the scariest thing about all of this is this is a guy who, uh, in those custody hearings, said that uh, that he's in, that he's just an act, and his yeah. law- lawyer confirmed it later. It's just an act. He's this, it's performance art, and and yet most of his conspiracy theories have been repeated by Donald Trump. At yeah, one I was point just going to say Donald Trump. Did you see the the Chobani? Chobani? 
I saw that there was something. I don't know the details. They only ask you for ten grand, which means yeah, they're not in for the money. They're in it for the fact that he's a dip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey Sherry, I wanted to ask you out in Hawaii. What do people think of Jeff Sessions out there? I don't know if you remember. I live in the Puna district, so people kind of. on the side of the island of Hawaii, they kind of are on the nut level. Yeah, so they <laughs> believe true. a lot of the conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's it's like Ron. That's Ron Paul territory and, out there. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, just, and people choose to be off grid, and being off grid means they have no access to real news. That's right. So, or a variety of news. So they they end up believing lots of crazy things. I do remember quite distinctly that it's the uh it's the eastern side of of the big island of Hawaii that's like survivalists right, and right. Ron Paul people and people living off the grid. So obviously yeah. what we're talking about are libertarians basically. And, and they, oh yeah. Oh, oh. I'm freaking out here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tulsi Gabbard? They are total supporters of Tulsi Gabbard because mm. she says she's anti-GMO and yep. anti-pesticide. Yep. And along the line, they, they don't seem to care that she met with Assad. Well, thank you so much for your call, Sherry. Have a great day out there in Hawaii. In, in, I will. In, enjoy the rain on the Hilo side. <laughs> Bye-bye. There she goes. There she goes. It's, it's great to hear from Hawaii once in a while, especially now that Jeff Sessions has made an ass of himself. And by the way, F you, Jeff Sessions. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. I mean, the, the guy you know, basically doing the same thing that's been happening for the last eight years which is trying to because barack obama grew up partly in hawaii that hawaii is now not a state or right. not had possessing any sort of legitimacy whatsoever it's the most insane thing i've ever heard so uh moving along here before we wrap up the show why don't you take one more let's take one more call take one more call one well, more. That, that'd be great if we had any calls oh, we don't have any we don't have any more calls oh, right now. Uh, uh, i didn't want to put i didn't want to put it up on my facebook wall because um I'm just laying low these days after after this weekend of screaming. <laughs> you didn't want any. Of, I, I just didn't want anybody yelling at me. <laughs> bringing any of your people to scream at yelling you. Yelling at me. Uh, you should have done it. <laughs> I know. But uh, here, uh, Marine Le Pen. Uh, Marine Le Pen is insisting that she's going to win. It sounds just like well, she sounds like Donald Trump, Trump yeah. right now. I mean, it's just it's insane. Uh, could uh, Francis Marine Le Pen become president? Most anal- analysts see a uh, slim path to victory. God, that sounds familiar. I know. But the far right leader is rep- uh, repositioning and eyeing a turnaround in the polls. Just really over the hoping next that the, the French are smart enough to not fall for all the f- crap that are, you know, the fake news and all yeah. of it. Well, uh, that's just it. It's it's about France right now. And if, if France stands up and says no well, to Well, if they really Putin like their universal health care. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, if, if they like if they like their lives. Right, if, exactly. If they like, I mean, for God's sake, because this all comes down to... As far as I'm concerned, if, if Marine Le Pen wins, we're looking at another world war. Oh, totally. It's not like, well, it's not going to be like the day after Election Day. Suddenly, everything is going to collapse right. into a world war. But it's, it's you can sort of start to see the dominoes falling. And if they continue to fall, like if Marine Le Pen wins in, in France on May 7th, then, uh, then you can pretty much count on the European Union falling apart. Well, don't you think, though, um, I mean, if I were a French voter, and I can't say that I'm knowledgeable about this French election other than, you know, the headlines and the and the obvious, what you've been talking about, mm-hmm. what we've seen on Rachel, but, um, you know, I don't know what her platform is regarding health care. But since the French are so in love with their single payer and have it really good over there, yeah. um, is do you know if it's at risk? And, um, I mean, with an extreme right wing person, I would 
assume that it is yeah. since they're always about privatizing everything. But um, that just seems to me that in and of itself would keep French people from um, voting for her. Obviously, she's still got a, a decent enough portion. Well, I mean, Sarkozy was pretty conservative during the, the Bush years. And yeah, he was president from 07 to uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. He didn't get rid of uh, single payer in France. Okay. It's it's very difficult. That's one of those things. Right. Where you it's, it is. It's difficult. Just like uh, ACA. Yeah. Or or Social Security or Medicare here. It's like it's a third rail in France. You don't. You just dare not touch that because what what you end up doing is encroaching on people's lifestyles. Yeah. And suddenly it becomes now you're stripping them of rights. It's like what we were talking about last night. Uh, just here at home, not on any particular show. But Kimberly and I were talking last night about how. Uh, the big picture, like the umbrella idea of rolling back Roe v. Wade is you've basically in 19, I think it was 1972. In 1972, you grant civil liberties to half of the population of the United States. Mm-hmm. Here is new rights for you. Then for, what? 45 years later. Oh, by the way, we're taking back those rights. Mm-hmm. That is damage. You're actually stripping people of their rights. That's what the Republicans want to do. Mm-hmm. Take the fetuses and the, all that crap. Take that out of the equation for now, just for the sake of looking at the bigger picture. And what that is inherently is destructive. That is destructive behavior. You're taking rights away from people. And once you start down that road, what's to say you're not going to start to move into voting rights mm-hmm. or which they've also citizenship rights, things like that, which, by the way, yeah, exactly. As you said, the Republicans have been engaged in voter ID, rolling back things, reinstituting some sort of vague Jim Crow style things when it comes to voting rights. And then what we're also seeing in the Republican Party is the stripping down of citizenship rights, mm-hmm. where actual American citizens are in threat or have been deported, e- even though they're legitimate American citizens. And so uh, it wouldn't be too difficult for the Republican Party to say, OK, we've stripped you of your reproductive rights, you know, these rights that you've had for going on half a century. And now we're going to ha- we're going to head over to your voting rights, too. Because women, the, the female block, the, the the female demographic of voters, uh, can call, if they start calling the shots, if, if you women start really calling the shots, it's going to be Democrats from here on out. Uh, but I, I don't think women voters have have stepped up in full force the way they could. And that well, would... I would say that the liberal, because you know what, women helped elect Trump. Yeah. So I think that you know. I always say this, that, you know, a generation, my generation, I'm 48 years old. So I was raised by a single mom feminist who mm-hmm. was... We are sorry, but the show has ended. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I didn't... We are sorry. We are sorry. That was the, uh, I just turned off the uh, the phone system. <laughs> that was the voice. Because, so, I'm it was sorry a man that... interrupting me. Yes, that's right. The computer man is a mansplaining God to you about damn it. the phone. <laughs> No, but I was just saying that I, I was Stupid raised <laughs> I was raised by a feminist mom right in yeah. like the sex drugs and rock and roll time. Yeah. You know, and so my experience as so many people my age experienced was, you know, just it seemed like equality abounding everywhere. Yeah. You know, we didn't get the ERA passed, although a lot of people believe that it did pass. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people falsely believe that we are equal in, in, in the Constitution, mm-hmm. but that's a whole other subject. But still, yeah. it was just, you know, we were always under the impression that um, 
Oh, well, it's it's just never. It's only going to expand. It's it's never right. going to be taken away. But now that it's being taken away, I mean, and this is kind of what I was saying earlier about you know I didn't want people from my page calling and attacking me because um, I will fiercely defend yeah. women's reproductive rights, yeah. and I absolutely admit that I will be overly defensive. Mm-hmm. That I will get on my fucking high horse, and you know. In the case of, and I just got it wrong because there was wrong reporting on what Bernie uh, supporting this Heath Mellow guy and and all. And I thought that this Heath Mellow um, voted to co-sponsor a bill for transvaginal ultrasounds. Oh, but that's and, right. And but, that was, but you're you're taking the heat for that, and it wasn't your well, no, fault. But, it was no, but someone... it, I got pretty you know fucking argumentative, and yeah. and I'll say that I did. But I I will maintain my argument if that were the correct information, which it wasn't. Yeah. So, but I mean, I got incredibly fucking defensive and some of the people that I were, was arguing with were under the same impression that I was so I would always maintain but it's like Jesus Christ well you the know, president of NARAL was going around saying that well, and she that, that's got, gonna... uh, you know what this all stemmed from um, I believe well there it was in the Washington Post but yeah. it was also in uh, Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. so it wasn't fake news or anything it was just it was it was reporting that was wrong yeah and and then everybody just kind of went off you know and then it's like but that's the reaction. Right. Because you're saying, it's like, here you have these rights. And then all of a sudden, you know, when, when the threat of these rights comes up, no, especially when it's a Democrat, mm-hmm. um, you know, we freak out. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I do wish more liberal, progressive, whatever you want to call it, women would get involved because, as I was saying, women did get Trump in. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we need to stand united and, and come and vote out anybody mm-hmm. who wants to take away our rights. Right. So well, there. there. Yeah. And, 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 and it was an argument that didn't need to happen. It was a divisive yeah. thing. And, and that's why when you first mentioned to me yesterday that but that the story was probably wrong, I was like, holy God. Yeah, and, it was totally, it was awful. Yeah. Because then what it did was it, 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 it did exactly what I'm always railing against, which is this whole Bernie v. Hillary fight that won't ever fucking go away. But, but I mean, I thought this was... Uh, this was a Russia thing. This was a disinformation thing. Yeah, no, uh, and I don't just think injecting... it was. I think it was just Wall Street Journal got it wrong. And, wrong. wrong. And then, yeah, and then WAPO picked up on it. Yeah. And then NARAL picked up on it. And, you know, a lot also, of... Oh, so it started with the Wall Street Journal, did it? <laughs> See, yeah. now that, yeah. to me, that's suspect. Because if it started at the Wall Street Journal, which is notoriously conservative, yes, all right. So yes, now I'm yes, going yes, yes, yes. to get all like conspiratorial here yeah. and start going off about that. Because if that's really where it started, because I thought it was just Narol getting the story wrong, just thinking that they saw the vote turning Heath Mellow's vote into as the whatever. Well, from my in understanding, Nebraska. Wall Street Journal <clears throat> reported it, and Washington Post reported it, but yeah. I don't know if Washington Post was getting it from the. I don't know the exact time you know who got it first and who said what but i believe wall street journal was the one who came out with it first (sighs) so yes it is a conservative and um you know and 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 the thing is is that you know i don't care if a a democrat is pro-life or you know privately Mm anti-choice as long as they stay out of um you know and the thing is heath mellow did uh vote for a 20-week abortion ban Oh yeah, you know. Um, so it's not to say that. And, and what pisses me off is that did he, he really vote for the twenty? Yes, because this was a while back. Oh, see now the the tw- the stupid twenty week thing is based on false. We talked about this. It's based on right. false medical information that's being uh, propagandized by the Republicans. Right. It's not. It's not corroborated by the American Medical Association. The twenty week thing. I think that's the fetal pain. 
thing. It's either the fetal heartbeat thing or the fetal pain thing. And both both thresholds, the Republicans have gotten it entirely wrong when it comes to their legislation. It's much later into, I think it's the, uh, whatever trimester it is, it's much later into that before any of those things are, are possible. I think fetal pain happens even after fetal heartbeat. Yeah. And these are thresholds that they've established just as a matter of politics and not a matter, a matter of legitimate medicine, which is just madness. Oh, my God. Well, in the end, I just want Democrats, progressives, whatever, to take women's bodies off the f***ing table. Yeah. We are not negotiable. We are not negotiating items. We are not... Our bodies are not expendable. Well, again, again, this is the stripping of rights that you have held since... As long as I've been around. Yeah. I mean, forty, basically 45 years. And, and what they're saying is, you're no longer worthy of those rights. And, and to me, that is inherently evil and, and destructive. So we'll see. But I mean, obviously, Heath Mello has some splaining to do. Well, nobody, he's, he's been primaried. It's him or the GOP -er, And yeah. frankly, he is better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's God, it's such a conundrum. But, it is. You know, I, I guess the, you have to go with him. At the end of the day, it has to be Heath Mello. We have to be winning elections at the local level. Well, you know, he's promised that he's not going to create any legislation or vote on any anti-choice legislation moving forward. So we have to, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. All right, we're going to dive into Russia during the post-mortem show and some other stuff, including uh, more Trump idiocy. He's backing away from the border wall. And something about Ted Lou. We'll talk about that, too. It's coming up next. See you at patreon.com slash Bob and Jeff. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.